My entitled mother-in-law didn't want to quarantine and ended up giving my husband COVID. I need to vent. My mother-in-law fell sick with COVID last week. My husband, kids, and I were on vacation in a rental home. My mother-in-law and father-in-law were supposed to join us on Friday and take over the house for the next week. We were planning to go home on Saturday night. After testing positive, my mother-in-law called us and said she wouldn't be coming and that my sister-in-law would be coming instead. So we make arrangements with my sister-in-law and enjoy the rest of our stay. She would be coming on Monday, so the house would be empty on Sunday. On Friday night, after our kids went to bed, my mother-in-law called my husband to tell him she changed her mind and that she and my father-in-law were on their way and would be arriving in an hour. She didn't want the house to be empty over the weekend because that would be a waste of money, so she decided to come anyway. She was supposed to be quarantined until Monday. I had COVID three weeks ago. My kids, a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and my husband did not. Of course, we were not happy with her coming. We figured we couldn't ask my parents-in-law to leave given the fact that, strictly speaking, they were the ones renting the home for the weekend and the week to come. So we decided to cut our trip short and go home Saturday early in the morning. We demanded her to wear a mask in the house and to stay away from the kids. She was reluctant at first, and she absolutely did not stay away from the kids. And to say I was furious would be an understatement. We left the first thing in the morning. Well, My husband tested positive tonight. We are off work for two more weeks, and thanks to my irresponsible mother-in-law, my kids will probably get ill, and the rest of our vacation will be ruined. And honestly, I could not be more angry. How selfish can you possibly be? You test positive for COVID, you're told, hey, quarantine and stay away from my family, only to then turn around and be like, we're coming anyways. Like, does she not care about the family members that they're going to be seeing? Obviously not. Otherwise, they would have stayed home, and they would have worn a mask. And how do you disobey the parents' orders to say, hey, stay away from my kids? Do they want these kids to get sick and possibly get hurt? Like, what is wrong with these people? It's moments like this where you really need to stop and think about other people for once. It's incredibly inappropriate to just say, hey, I'm going to go over to this house and get everybody sick. Because that's exactly what they did. And you can almost guarantee that if the husband tested positive for COVID, those kids are surely going to test positive as well. And that in and of itself is going to be miserable for everybody in that home. Because when kids get sick, it is a tragedy. They can't shake it off and have an easy time like adults would most of the time. When a kid gets sick, they don't know how to communicate about it and are generally unable to just deal with it and function normally. So I really feel bad for this family. Hopefully those kids don't get COVID and hopefully the husband's able to recover fast. And that it's just mild symptoms and nothing serious. It baffles me how people forget that COVID is still dangerous to some people. There's still some people out there that, regardless of vaccination status, can still get really sick from this. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully they're able to recover quickly and next time you can bet for sure that this family will probably not want to have anything to do with these entitled in-laws who clearly only think about themselves. After five years, my girlfriend still hasn't gotten her life together and honestly at this point I feel trapped. How long can you be supportive of someone that just never figures it out and ultimately becomes a dependent? A little background. I'm a 36-year-old male and I've been working in the arts for the last 10 years first as a freelancer and then full-time for a successful artist. I met my girlfriend, who's 35 years old, five years ago on a job while I was still freelancing and at the time she was too. She was working in Department X, but only as a side hustle so she could eventually end up in Department Y. As lots of people in the arts know, freelancing and job insecurity is basically a way of life. So out of the gate, I figure she was just struggling in the same way I was or any of my friends were. But ultimately, 
her situation was different. She had been dabbling in half a dozen other careers and jobs over the years, and none of them worked out. Between insecurities around her dyslexia and pain from chronic back issues, jobs were difficult, and she often gravitated towards those that require a lot of self-initiative and self-promotion. She's never given in to taking just any old job because she wanted to hold out for something she was passionate about, which has left her with no resume or real work experience to speak of. She's been able to do this because she's living at the home she grew up in with her sister. Her parents no longer live there, so she basically has no rent or bills to speak of. At first, I paid for a few things when she'd go a stretch without work, only for her back pain to take a turn for the worse, and I had to pay even more. I wanted to be there for her and allow her the chance to try this or that until she got on her feet with a career, but it just never seemed to happen. Since the pandemic, things have just gotten worse. She babysat for a few months, but her back pain took another turn for the worse, and she needed surgery. She can't figure out what exactly she wants to do, so she decided she needs a career counselor. This has led to months of supposed homework with no visible progress to speak of. She wasn't applying for jobs because she felt like she couldn't write a resume. After turning to a friend to help her, it still took a couple of weeks just to get a resume done. Then she chooses jobs that obviously require a substantial background that she just doesn't have. She spends her day busying herself with house chores, mostly as a way in her view to contribute since she doesn't pay for things, as well as doing physical therapy, medications, and this career guidance homework. I just feel like I've been carrying her as a supportive and understanding partner for a long time now. If I worked in finances and made six figures annually, then maybe I wouldn't care. There are plenty of couples and relationships where only one partner works, but I make an average salary in one of the most expensive cities in the United States, and I have no idea how we would ultimately pay for a wedding, buy a home, raise kids, only with two incomes. And while I have a well-paying, stable job right now, it's working on staff for an artist. If I ever wanted to leave this job to pursue my own work or another job, God knows I wouldn't be making enough. It leaves me feeling trapped, and when I stop to think about how much time I've lost, I spiral into depression. Part of me feels like I should just leave, but at the same time, I love her and want to see her figure it out, but I don't think she ever will. What should I do? I think first and foremost, you gotta understand that you are not trapped. You still have so much time to figure things out. She has a steady place to live, and there are other people that can support her. So honestly, if you did walk away for whatever reason, even though that's not what I'm saying you should do, she would not be without help. I think honestly, you just need to change your mindset here. If you're genuinely unhappy in this relationship, then that's one thing. But if you feel lost, and if you feel depressed, and you feel like you've lost so much time, then I think you need to really reflect on how much you do love your girlfriend. You have been there for her through thick and thin for five years, all trying to help her get her life together. And you obviously care for each other, otherwise this would not have worked even for six months. Five years is a long time, and I honestly don't think you've lost anything by trying. You took a risk that not a lot of people would want to do. You took a risky career path and the efforts to try and make something that you enjoy, which in my opinion is way better than sitting behind a desk all day. So good for you in that regards. And yeah, you're right. Freelance work is really scary and really hard. You never know when your next paycheck's gonna come in, and it can be incredibly stressful. But at least you're trying to live your dreams, both of you. And yeah, it doesn't sound like your girlfriend has things figured out, but sometimes starting from the ground up and figuring out what you do have will hopefully help you set things up for the future. I think you really do need to have an honest conversation with your partner and try to figure out overall what you both want out of this relationship. Because it seems like you got two options. You can either have a partner in this or a dependent. And I think, honestly, from what you've described, you want a partner 
partner in life and not someone you're just going to have to babysit and pay for stuff for the rest of your life. So I wish you the best of luck and I hope things work out for you. I feel like a consolation prize to my boyfriend and I'm not sure if I'm overreacting. My boyfriend is 26 years old and I'm 24 and we have been dating for seven months. For the most part, things have been going well. I really love him. He's patient and kind with me even when I feel like I don't deserve it. His best friend is a lesbian in her late 20s that lives six hours away. They met in college and are into a lot of the same things. I know if she was straight, they would be dating. And if it was just left at that, I'd be okay with it. The problem is that my boyfriend won't stop talking about her in concerning ways. Since the first couple of months I started dating him, he's told me multiple times how hot and attractive he finds her, asking me not to fall in love with her when I meet her, half jokingly, and how he's always wanted to spend some quality time with her, if you know what I mean. To add to the above, he also wears a bracelet she gave him 24-7. Most recently, and what has really been the final straw for me, was that he told me that when he's staying at her place, or they share a hotel room, she walks around very indecent without a care in the world. He told me this as if to say, well, isn't it so cool that she trusts me so much? Almost implying that I should be okay with this. But I don't find it cool, and I'm progressively getting more uncomfortable with their relationship. She is perfect for him in every way, from their shared interests all the way to her being incredibly attractive. They just mesh really well. They'll travel to see shows together, go to festivals, and he'll stay at her place when he visits her city. Meanwhile, I'm just lame, okay looking, even though he compliments me all the time. I don't look anything like her or nearly as good as her, and I'm not into his music and partying lifestyle. I honestly feel ridiculous for being worried about a lesbian who lives six hours away and has a girlfriend at that. I've also never met her, and I know it's really not her fault, though I do find it really weird that she'll just casually be very indecent around him in such a casual, forward manner. I'm thankful she lives far away too, because I would definitely feel like a third wheel if she lived in our city. I feel like he really loves her, but is settling for me because I will spend quality time with him. But I also feel like I'm being the crazy, controlling girlfriend, being overly upset about this. Am I being unreasonable for questioning our relationship? What should I do? I think there's quite a few red flags in here that I would definitely be concerned about, especially with how much and how often he's saying how attractive he finds his friend. Like, that's incredibly disrespectful towards you. Not to mention the fact that she is obviously and flagrantly indecent around him, and that he's completely okay with this. Like, that seems super sketchy to me. I honestly don't think you're being the crazy, stereotypical, controlling girlfriend. I think, if anything, you really should be worried about your boyfriend and his boundaries. Why would he allow such weird situations to occur in his life at your detriment. And yeah, you're not there, but the fact that your boyfriend is so willingly okay with his best friend being incredibly indecent, if you know what I mean, just seems like a really big red flag to me. I would sit down with your boyfriend and have a serious conversation with him and say, hey, you are making me very uncomfortable with the way you're talking about your best friend. And I would explain to him entirely how you feel in this regard. It seems like in many ways he's being very manipulative, especially by stating like, oh, it's so cool she trusts me to be super indecent around me. Like, that's really manipulative in my opinion, and he's looking for validation of some kind. That's my take, at least. So yeah, I would take a very serious look at your relationship with your boyfriend, because I don't think you're being crazy for being concerned about this situation at all. Because if I was in your shoes, I'd be concerned about the same thing as well. My boyfriend's family loves his ex-girlfriend, and they have a really close relationship with her, and honestly, I don't know what to do about it. I have been dating my boyfriend for a year now. Quick recap on our relationship. We work together, and for several months, our relationship was more of a situationship. I have never met his parents or anyone from his family, and he has 
never met mine. This didn't really bother me until now. I found out recently that his ex-girlfriend, whom he dated for nine years, is still very close with his parents. She goes to brunch with his mom frequently and have heart-to-heart conversations with his dad. She is also very close with his siblings. It is important to point out that the ex-girlfriend lived with them for some time. The family took her in when they were in high school. I also found out in passing conversation with my boyfriend that the ex-girlfriend is going through a breakup right now and his mom told him to reach out to her because she is really sad apparently. I was aware of the existence of this ex-girlfriend and that she lived with him and his family but I didn't realize that she was still very close with his family. Yesterday I went into a deep anxiety spiral and I ended up stalking this ex-girlfriend on Instagram. She frequently comes over to his parents house and the mom comments on her posts a lot. I also found out that she lives less than three miles away from him and they go to the same gym. I told him how this makes me very uncomfortable but he assured me that he won't reach out to her. I have no reason not to trust him but at the same time it seems that she is so embedded in their lives and it makes me so insecure that his parents love her. So basically I need advice. I am a very anxious person in general and this situation is pushing me off the edge. I really like him but I don't love him yet. I am imagining our future together and if we do end up being a lot more serious or potentially endgame, I don't think I can handle the closeness of the ex-girlfriend and his parents. I am too insecure and sensitive for this. I am not sure if this is petty, but I thought of breaking up with him over this. He obviously did not do anything wrong, but I really don't want to get hurt. This is honestly just a little too much for me. What should I do? Well, I don't think you should break up with your boyfriend just because of an ex-girlfriend. They dated for nine years, and she lived with his parents. How are you so surprised that they're so close? They probably view her as a daughter at this point. Even if they broke things off between the two of them, I think you really need to hold on to the fact that your boyfriend has made it very clear that you are his girlfriend and that this ex-girlfriend is exactly that, an ex-girlfriend. Your anxiety is getting in the way of a good thing. Your boyfriend obviously loves you and has told you straight up, no, I'm not going to message my ex-girlfriend, even if she's sad. Also, you've been dating this person for a full year and you still can't say that you love him? I think you really need to take a deep look at this relationship and see if this is something that you even want in the first place. It seems like the only problem here is the fact that he has an ex-girlfriend who's just really close with the family. It's not like she's made any moves on him that you've made any mention of, and it's not like they've made any negative comments about you at all. It just seems like they're very close with a woman who, yes, they lived with for a very long time. You also have to remember that he spent the formative years of his life dating this girl from 16 years old all the way up until five years ago, as the original poster puts it. So I really wouldn't get bent out of shape because you're kind of the odd man sitting out. He chose you. You've got to remember that. He wants to date you. He loves you, even if you don't feel the same way. So I don't think you should give up on your relationship all because this ex-girlfriend is still involved in their life, when in fact those parents and his siblings probably see her as a sibling or a daughter in their eyes. And that's fine as long as it stays in that regard. And I think this would only be a problem if this ex-girlfriend tries to make a move at your boyfriend. Then I would be upset. But until then, I think you're just being way too hard on yourself and you're letting your anxiety ruin your relationship. Should I send a text to my ex after having no communication for three years? I dated this girl in high school for my junior and senior year. It was a pretty good relationship overall, and I think we both enjoyed being with each other. As a disclaimer, we still fought, and we were off and on every now 
now and again, but not very often. And this doesn't seem to me to be uncommon when dating that young. In any case, towards the end of my senior year, we had more issues than previously, and it could have been the fact that I was leaving 11 hours away to a college, and she was going to stay in high school for another year. But I knew she was seriously considering the college I was going to, however, and I knew that it wouldn't have been her choice had she chosen to follow me, which was a point of contention for me. So we had a lot of issues leading up to the ending of that year, and eventually broke up. We kept talking for about another month after I graduated, but we couldn't work through our issues from the relationship and try to be friends. So the last thing I remember her telling me was, I'm done. Those words have stuck with me for such a long time, and it hurts even now to write this three years after the fact. When I got to college, my older brother, who already went to the same college, introduced me to fraternity life, and it was exactly as you'd expect it. So it was easy to forget about her, and I thought I'd moved on. I kept trying to date other girls, and thoughts of her never really did come into my head. But the dating never worked out, and not one moved on into the relationship stage. So I've stayed single since her. I've heard through mutual friends that she moved on and was dating someone new three months after she broke up with me. Not to be the one that cast the first stone, but just to show the difference between her situation and mine. So fast forward to more recently, when I started to really have to focus on my mechanical engineering degree, meaning studying a lot more and just generally being more alone, that's when I started to think about her again, just about reaching out or something, with her being someone that I gave a substantial amount of my formative years to. Truthfully, I don't know what the purpose of doing so would be, however. I don't know if it is me trying to rekindle anything or to just try and be friends again, but just thinking about reaching out. Then, about a week ago, completely out of the blue, while working, someone close to me texted me, saying I should reach out to her. I had never mentioned to anybody about wanting to talk to her, and I had not talked to this person who just texted me about my previous girlfriend in years. So to say that it shocked me when I received this text message would be an understatement. The friend that texted me out of the blue said that he just woke up that day and felt that he should tell me to specifically talk to her. Since then, all I have actually done is follow her on social media, and she hasn't followed me back. I was hoping that if she didn't, it would give me some solace, but it just seems to be too much of a coincidence for me to leave this at that, especially with someone very close to me telling me I should talk to her. And with the present living situation I find myself in, I don't think I'm that far from her. Maybe a one or two hour drive, which honestly makes the situation all the more coincidental. So what do you think? Should I send her a text message? What should I do? I think it's been three years, so I don't think there's really anything wrong with sending a text message to your ex. As long as you go into this with no expectation of anything happening and just sending a text to try and catch up, it could very well be okay. People can grow up very quickly over three years, so a lot of things probably have changed in both of your lives that would be worth catching up on. And while I highly doubt this will blossom into any kind of relationship that you can expect, I think at the bare minimum, this could be a way of getting back together and at least having some kind of friendship again. Because you said it best, you spent a lot of your formative years spending time with this woman, so it wouldn't hurt to at least try and reach out. My boyfriend dumped me, only to then threaten to install Tinder if I didn't come over and meet with him. I am a 28-year-old female and I got dumped by my ex-boyfriend who's 38 years old. I went no contact, yet he keeps reaching out to me. Why is my ex-boyfriend trying to call and contact me 11 days after he dumped me? I was the one to get dumped. It absolutely broke my heart and I cried almost every day. I went on no contact and blocked him everywhere. He tries to reach out to me via several different means. I always ignore his 
attempts, and I have never responded since the breakup. At first, he was angry and called me childish that I even blocked him everywhere in the first place. He threatened to install Tinder if I didn't come over. A few days ago, I took my personal belongings from his place during his absence. I made sure he was not there, otherwise I would have been an absolute wreck. Ever since then, he keeps trying to reach out to me. Now, before anyone draws the wrong conclusion, I took my personal items only. I did not leave his apartment in a state of mess, and no, I did not wreck his apartment either. In all honesty, this guy probably already did install Tinder, and he's just not getting the response he wanted. He's literally doing this just so he can get a response. He's trying to dig at you to try and drag you back in. This is 100% manipulation. He's getting frustrated because he doesn't have anybody else he can toss around like he did to you, and so he's desperately trying to bring you back in and reel you back into his life. And trust me when I say this, you do not want that. This guy is a low-life piece of garbage. He is almost in his 40s, and this is how he's acting? Absolutely disgusting. You can do so much better than this. And honestly, he dumped you. He can go ahead and install Tinder. Your best thing to do is to simply move on. There are so many better fish in the sea, it's not even funny. So getting away from someone who's going to act like this at nearly 40 years old is probably for the better. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright free music to use for your next stream.